What's up, everybody? Nikaila Mariah here, aka Self Mastery Bitch, and this is my podcast. It's time to stand in your full power, optimize your energy, and let wealth rain down on you as you get clear on your energy, mind, body, and spirit. This show is for industry leaders and stars who are ready to activate their fullest potential and live the life they were always meant to with ease and grace. It's time to remember who the fuck you are and act accordingly. Let's get started. So today we're going to step into the second part of the sequence. Yesterday we talked about resetting the human algorithm. And with that, we we walked away with the call to observe, to observe the way that our egos, our inner child, our shadow selves show up and pull us away from our highest self. We're looking at these core beliefs that were formed that cause feelings of unworthiness, unlovableness, um, undeservingness, right? And while there was probably a whole bunch of good that was observed, there was probably also some harder things that came up. And from your shares just now, I can see that we're all on that same page of like, okay, I know what I want, but I also have this part of me inside that doesn't feel like it's possible. And that's totally normal, okay? However, all of that is, are your core beliefs and all the pieces of yourself that you've given away to others. So I like to think of all of these things that come up. I like to imagine them as little eggs or treasure boxes. Everybody, has anybody ever been to the dentist when they were a kid and you got to go to the treasure box and pick out the candy or the the little toys or whatever it was? Our dentist back in Washington was very, very smart. He actually had a, a treasure box full of ice cream and sweets. And I just thought it was so funny because it was like he kept his customers coming back. <laughs> um, but I think it's really fun when when we can take pictures like this and apply them to our healing. Okay, Because as heavy as this is, I never want to be serious and heavy with healing. So many, any of you who have been with me before know, have heard this story, but I'm going to repeat it again. But I want you guys to all imagine, and I'm sure you've met this little girl or seen her or, or observed her in some way or another. Okay. But I want you to imagine a whole bunch of four-year-olds skating at a party. It's the best birthday party ever. And all these four-year-olds are having fun and playing. And one of the four-year-olds trips. And some of the girls giggle. And so the four-year-old runs over and she sits in the corner. And for the rest of the party, she crosses her arms and pouts. And she stays there. And I, I love this little girl. And I also send so much love to this little girl that we all have within us. Because there's a piece of us in this human existence that feel like our suffering is only valid if other people pay attention to it. And so not only did this other little did this little girl sit in the corner and deny herself fun and pleasure, but she did so thinking that if she did this, she would get attention. And number two, anybody who didn't give her the attention was bad or mean or didn't love her. And we do this as our fears and anxieties come up. We fold our arms to life and we say, no, I'm not going to have fun. And I'm not going to enjoy this day. And I'm not going to experience joy because I need my pain and suffering to be valid. 
And that's all okay and and normal. And we don't want to bypass ourselves. But I want you to know that even in the deepest grief, and even with so much anxiety, you can still smile. And you can still laugh and you can still enjoy your friends and your family and you can still move through life. And it doesn't mean that your suffering isn't there and it doesn't mean it's not valid. It just means that you're choosing a higher vibration in some of these moments. Okay, so I want to share that with you because I know that it can get really easy to stay stuck there in those lower vibrations and in those anxieties. But all we're trying to do here is change that that radio dial over to a new station. We've been stuck in these core beliefs. You're bad. You're unworthy. You're undeserving. You're unlovable. And we're slowly shifting the radio dial over to something better, more positive, something that feels good within us. But what's happened is just like that little girl right? We've been programmed by all of these different beliefs throughout our childhood. And so we have all these little treasure boxes all over the world. Maybe your mom called you a spoiled brat. Maybe the pastor at church told you you were bad. Maybe somebody at your job told you you weren't doing good enough. You weren't worthy of the promotion. And so you took all of these beliefs and you put them in these treasure boxes and you left them there. But guess what they took with them? pieces of your power and magic. And so here you are trying to create something new, something better, something more vibrant, but you're doing so without 100% of your power because your power is still in all these different little treasure boxes. You're sitting here saying, I am the universe. I am universal consciousness. And I desire a new reality. I desire this amount of money or this kind of health or this kind of relationship. And then this treasure box pops open and it says, no, (laughs) I have some of your power and I'm going to pull you back to me. So what we're going to do today, now that we've observed, now that we've seen all of that data, now that we've gathered all of these pieces and parts of ourselves that show us where we're not in alignment with what we want, we're going to learn how to pull our power back from all those little treasure boxes. Because when you can create from 100% of your power, that's when manifestations happen like that. That's when you can quantum leap through what you want. So I want everyone right now to think of one harder thought or doubt or fear that came up for them yesterday. Bring it to your mind. Nod your head when you have it. Okay, and now I want you to pick at this like a scab. Every single piece of it. I want you to let yourself feel with intensity. The doubt, the unworthiness, the unlovableness. Let yourself feel it in your body. Keep your feet flat on the floor and feel it in your body. Breathing in and out. Knowing you can do hard things. And we're going to sit here in this uncomfortableness for at least a minute. I'll let you know when it's over. But as you sit here, I want you to keep picking and picking and picking at this doubt. Digging into the pain, letting it consume you.
stay with it, keep breathing. Let yourself feel it, it's just a sensation. And when you feel like this has reached 100%, that you can't go on anymore, that you can't hold any more pain, I want you to raise your hand. Good. And, it, and as this moves through you, I want you to repeat after me. I see this. I honor this. I am God consciousness. And I created this sensation. And therefore I can change it. I now call my power back from the idea, belief, and insert yours. I feel my power surging back through me, transforming this sensation into raw energy. I am God consciousness. I created this and I can change it. Now you have all that raw energy surging through your body. Raise your hand if you can feel it and it's okay if it's still uncomfortable. Now I want you to pick a new belief. So the opposite of whatever you did, if it was, I am unlovable, I want you to change it to I am pure, unconditional love. If it is, I will always be fat, change it to I am thin and energized and healthy. If it is, my body is failing me, change it to my body is vibrant and healthy. If it was, I am poor and in lack, change it to I have abundance and massive amounts of wealth. And I want you to feel that creation. And like a lightning bolt of energy, I want you to put all of your power into this new belief. And again, once it's hit full capacity, you can't feel it any stronger. Raise your hand.
good. Big deep breath. That's one small tool that you can use. And the goal here is not to dig for these little treasure boxes. It's not to go around and asking yourself, okay, what else has my power? It's in the moment. It's when you leave this session and you're feeling so fucking amazing and the world is at your fingertips and you're driving down the street and somebody flips you off and calls you a name that triggers you. It's saying, I'm going to feel this. I'm going to feel the unworthiness. I'm going to feel the memory. I'm going to feel the trigger. I'm going to let it totally consume me. I'm going to dig at it until it's 100% capacity. And I'm going to call that energy back in raw form. And I'm going to transform it. And it's in the moment because what this teaches our brain is to turn that dial to a new wave. So that we can get off of those core beliefs that we talked about yesterday so that we don't operate in those anymore and instead we start to perceive a new reality. The way that we bring in knowledge and information from all of our senses shapes what we see. A lot of people think that we are this physical matter and then we use it to create, but we're consciousness that creates the physical matter. It was really easy for me to open up to this concept because I can see energy. So one of my first lessons was just looking at the leaf of a, a plant. Maybe you guys can't see this because of my background, but looking at the leaf of a plant that was cut off. And where I saw the leaf of the plant cut off, what I saw energetically was the plant in its wholeness. Before the plant became matter, it was there energetically. Before that money in your bank account becomes tangible matter, it's there energetically. It's if you can open up your sense of perception to see it and receive it. You can change the, the makeup of your body by envisioning the one you desire. You can change the build of your body by envisioning the one you desire. Now, if you do it half-assed, you're not going to be able to create it. If all those core beliefs are still in all these different treasure boxes, you're going to be putting 20% in. Have you ever tried to blow up a, a, I'll just tell you my story. My kids and I were having a, a family night the other night. We were trying to blow up an air mattress and the, the little electric blower wasn't at full battery. So it was blowing very, very slow. You know how long it took to blow up that air mattress? so long <laughs> but when we plugged it in and let it charge and it came back full battery it took about two minutes to blow up the whole air mattress right so if you're sitting here every day imagining a better body imagining better health imagining better relationships wealth and you're only putting 20 percent of your energy into it because your core beliefs are still holding so much of you it's going to be real slow and steady. You could imagine it every day for five years and not start seeing the fruition of it in reality. But if you can take back every core belief, oh, well, my mom says money doesn't grow on trees. Well, my dad says you have to work really hard for money. Well, my 
fill in the blank says money comes and goes. If I call back my core beliefs from all of those, and then I try to create wealth, it's going to happen like that. But if my energy's out elsewhere, it's going to take that time and patience. And unfortunately, one of the human dilemmas is that we live in a world of instant gratification. So you envision this body, this bank account, this love for three weeks, maybe even for a couple months, maybe you're like a real trooper. And then one day you wake up and you're like, well, fuck, it's not happening. I knew I wasn't worthy. I knew I wasn't ready. I knew blah, blah, blah. You just reset it all. Because unfortunately, those core beliefs do have a lot of power because you've operated in them for so long. So then you create more of that. And then you're like, okay, I'm really sick of suffering. I'm going to try this again. Because we're scared to face those parts of us that, that have given away our power. What we did at the beginning of the call is a really scary, I saw some of your faces. You're like, are you fucking crazy? Why would I want to feel this? Why would I want to poke at this? Because what we resist persists and it compounds. If you're scared of the dark and you hide under your cover, how scary is it under there? Just wondering what the fuck is out there in your room. You're under here helpless, scared under this cover. But when you open the cover and you look around your room and you see no threats, the fear dissipates. When you see your unlovableness and you look at it straight in the eye and you choose to call your power back from that core belief, when you see the pieces of you that feel unworthy or like you have to prove something and instead of trying to, to move through it or put your big girl panties on or whatever the fuck society tells you to do, you, you actually compound that belief in it. Because you're saying, well, I'm unlovable and to, to not be unlovable, I have to do or be or whatever this way. But really, if you just looked at that unlovableness, you would see I'm here because of everybody else's perception. When you can call your power back from that and just love yourself and focus on yourself, everything changes. I'm not going to say your name because we're recording, but one of you mentioned yesterday how you were finally ready to stop listening to everybody else and take your health back into your own hands. That's the best thing you can do because all those core beliefs are saying, if you don't get this certain kind of help, if you don't take this certain kind of drug, if you don't take this certain kind of diet, you're not going to get better. And so you're sitting there trying to create this new belief, this new health, this new way of life, and you're doing it with your full, your full energy. And then one of those core beliefs comes back in and says, nope, you're being selfish. If you do it this way, you're risking your life if you do it this way. And so instead of, instead of facing that and say, am I really, where is this coming from? A lot of people just say, you're right. I'm scared. And they give into that fear and they give more of their power back to it. Right, but what you did yesterday was you said, no, I call my power back from all these perceptions of your beliefs about my health and I choose to do it my way. And that's how we compound the healing for our benefit. But it's really scary 
because everybody else around you, and I know this because it's how the world works, everybody else around you still perceives each one of you with those core beliefs because that's how you've lived. If you've shared a story with a friend, they perceive you in that story. Clean energy is really hard to come by. And I'm going to, I'm going to repeat myself about clean energy really quick. <clears throat> we have to surround ourselves with people who know how to um, create clean energy for us. Otherwise they're bringing us down. And what I mean by that is let's say I have a best friend who has a boyfriend and she decides to tell me everything hard about this boyfriend Right. Of course, he's got a lot of great qualities, but in all of her moments of, of, of despair, she comes to me and, and I'm not like, I'm not a healer. I'm not a coach. I don't know how to react with clean energy. So she comes and she's like, he did this, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, fuck him. He's so terrible, blah, blah, blah. And they go home and they work it out because they know their relationship better than I do. But I, in my vision, I see him as this piece of shit still. So I'm holding him in that energy. Every time I see this guy, it doesn't matter what she's told me good about him. I'm holding him in that dirty energy. And that calm, that makes it even harder for him to be love, light himself. But if I was a friend that could manage clean energy, number one, if she started complaining to me, I would say, hey, I think this is a conversation for a therapist or a, or a non-biased party. Your relationship should be between you and your man. But also if I was that person for her and she shared that with me, if I was her healer, if I was her therapist, I would hear this. I would hold the space for her and then I would release that vision of him. I would just see it as her complaining, her, her sharing, her venting, her acting from a wound, whether it was, whether he was shitty or not. It's not my job to judge when I have clean energy. It's my job, like I told you yesterday, to envision each person in their highest so I'm going to hold him in high energy. We do this a lot of times with our kids, with our partners, with our siblings. Maybe we have a sibling who for their entire life has been a certain way. And they're really trying to change. But in our mind, we still have this idea of them. They're weak. They're an addict. They're whatever. And so they're sitting here trying so hard to change, so hard to be their highest self, and we are holding them here. Not only are we holding them there, but when we hold on to that dirty energy for them, what are we doing? Like I said yesterday, we're holding ourselves there too. So we have to get to this place of neutrality and non-judgment. If somebody, and you all have these people in your life, felt you wouldn't be sitting here with me today. So if somebody comes at you with hard energy, whether it's to you or another person, it's your job to hold space. To not let that energy into you, but also not hold it for them. To simply hear their words and see them in unconditional love. To hear those words. And if judgments do come up, look at why it's coming up for you. What part of me sees this as bad? What part of me sees this as as gross, what part of me sees this as good. And use that as data for what you want to create in the future. 
but we we only have the ability to control us and what we create so sitting there and envisioning or holding other people in this dirty energy we can't allow ourselves to move through it either and not only that but then we're invested in them we're invested in that energy they're bringing to the table rather than focusing on us society has told us for so long be selfless put others first blah 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 and that does nothing because selfless means without self <laughs> we're literally here on earth to learn unconditional love for ourselves not for our partners not for our parents not for our children unconditional love for ourselves because when you have unconditional love for yourself you can look at each and every other person and see them truly for what they are you don't look at somebody with amazing wealth and think oh they're so much better they're so much cooler or they're so greedy you just think wow good for them but we have to allow ourselves to feel that for us so as these doubts are coming up for you as these fears are coming up for you instead of running away from it look at it call your power back and shine love on it shine hope on it shine the vision for what you want to see on it if we keep pulling from the past we're going to create more of the past instead our power is in the present moment what's here in front of me now how do i choose to feel now i keep getting pulled into past situations and it's really easy when other people in your life are are creating conflict and chaos it's really easy to to get angry and fearful and judgy but instead what i keep telling myself to do is i let myself feel it i vent it out and i come back to the present moment and i say right now i am safe right now my feet are on the ground i feel my power surging through me and i choose to focus on what i want to create So this is your homework for today. Aside from calling your power back, we're going to use this phrase and you can write it down if you desire. I want you to say and write down I only speak about what I want. I only speak about what I want. And let me tell you how to do this without bypassing yourself. If you want to create wealth, you will never say i want to be debt free because we are speaking about debt we would instead say i want to be financially free i want to live in abundance my kids aren't allowed to say they're sick what they say when they come to me is my stomach needs some healing I'm feeling nausea in my stomach and I I'm ready to heal it. My body needs rest. Notice the difference between I feel sick, I am sick and my stomach needs healing. What am I focusing on? The fact that my stomach is healing. <laughs> Not that it's sick. We're saying the exact same thing but with different words. 
I don't like the word I'm sorry. I don't like the word sure. These are all really passive words. When somebody, when the word sorry is needed, there's always a way to flip it around. Instead of saying sorry, I'm late because sorry is very low vibrational. So saying sorry, I'm unworthy, I'm bad. Sorry that I did this. Sorry that I made you uncomfortable. Sorry that whatever my action did created some kind of feeling. Instead, we're going to say, thank you for waiting. Because what do I want to create? I want to create friends or people or acquaintances that, that will wait if I'm late. That I don't have to apologize to. Right? There's always a way to say thank you instead of I'm sorry. Thank you for your patience. Thank you for your understanding. Thank you for your grace. All of these can be said instead of, I'm sorry. There's obviously times and places for apologies, but even then our words don't have to bring us down. They can hold us in a state of grace and love. Does that make sense? We're gonna be really careful about what we're creating through our words. And we're going to be really careful as we create of calling our energy back. As we move forward, when we feel something that pulls our power away and we envision one of these treasure boxes taking our energy, we're going to call it back and feel it moving through us and find gratitude for this opportunity to bring more of our power back. If that driver that flips you off on the road after you call your power back sink into gratitude because you wouldn't have known that that anger was there that fear was there that doubt was there unless he flipped you off and then one day you're going to be driving down the road and the driver's going to flip you off and you're going to say wow he must really be hurting i'm not going to take that in but i am going to hold him in love and you don't have to be there now <laughs> I promise you don't have to be there now. And it's much easier to do with a strange driver than it is to your best friend or your parent or your sibling. Because those ones cut a little deeper. But you can get there eventually as you pull your power back over and over again. And then one day you're standing there and, and you're impenetrable. And let me show you a test for that, okay? If I were to to walk up to you and I'm going to use um, you in the gray hoodie with the black shirt underneath. I'm not going to use your name because I'm recording right now, but <clears throat> you don't have to talk either. I'm just going to use this as an example. So if I were to look at you and be like, your blue shirt is the ugliest thing I've ever seen. I don't know why you'd wear a blue shirt under that hoodie. Does that hurt you? No, why? Because your shirt's black, right? But maybe if I were to say that black shirt is terrible, it looks so bad on you. Maybe you would feel something then because maybe you thought that that morning. Maybe you didn't, right? But it doesn't hurt you if it doesn't hold any weight for you. One of my exes used to call me a monster all the time. And it hurt so bad, not because I thought it was true for him to say that to me, but because I thought I was a monster from years and years and years of programming. So when he said it to me, it compounded every belief I had in my body. 
Now, because I've pulled my energy back from that and that belief, if somebody were to call me a monster, I could let it roll off of me. But five years ago, that would have brought me to my knees. If somebody makes fun of my blonde hair or my freckles nowadays, it doesn't bug me. But it used to because I hated those parts of myself. It wasn't until I learned to love and accept them that I pulled the weight off of them. There are still things about me that if somebody said, I would still feel it inside because I'm still working on calling my power back from those things. But in a lot of ways, I've become impenetrable, not because I don't feel it and honor it, but because I accept and love it within me. And when you know your truth, when when you know your shirt's black, if I say it's blue, you're not going to be phased. If I know I am love and you call me bad, I'm not going to be phased. But if there's a piece of me inside that still feels I'm bad and you tell me that, it's going to come out. And so instead, I'm going to feel it. Instead of looking at you and saying either you're right or I hate you, I'm going to say, I'm going to feel this. I'm going to feel all this energy swirling within me from this trigger that was created. I'm going to call my power back from this idea. I'm going to create this new idea from it. And I'm going to do this every time. Maybe it takes somebody calling me bad 12 times. And then the 13th time of calling my power back, somebody says it and I'm unfazed. Maybe it takes a hundred times. It depends on the size of the wound that, that depicts how much that trigger is going to pull from you. Does that make sense? And I'm telling you this because I know a lot of you want to just get off this call and just feel all the good feelings. But what I'm trying to create within you is lasting and permanent worthiness because with that comes all the wealth and all the health and all the love. So instead, when somebody calls me bad, I'll feel it. I'll call my power back and I'll say thank you. And I don't have to say it to them, but I can send that energy of thank you. Thank you for showing me this piece of me that still took my power. Does that make sense? So today, we're going to only speak about what we want. And as we still notice these triggers and these learnings and these ideas, these core beliefs come up, we're going to start to call our power back. And in your email, I'll have the verbiage that you can say. It's the verbiage I like to say. There's no right or wrong way. If there's something that feels more powerful for you, that's okay too. But I'll, I'll put in with you the verbiage that I say. And I want you to just practice this with the wholeness of your heart. And then tomorrow, most of us will have a lot more energy in our body. Because unfortunately, when we open up this portal, the universe says, okay, these people are ready to take their power back. I'm going to trigger them. So today could be a little rough. You could have a lot of people that say or do things that show you where your power is at. And remember, we're not going to take it personally. There's always a reason for somebody behaving badly. It's that whole hurt people, hurt people thing. It doesn't mean they're, it's okay, but it does mean we can separate ourselves and say that this thing was not about me. This is about whatever they're dealing with inside. 
we call our power back and we have more for us and we step into gratitude for knowing that that was there. So take a big deep breath. I know this is a lot today. I'm so proud of you for getting to this phase of your journey. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support my podcast, please share it with your friends, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. For more information, check out www.nikailamariah.com or follow me on any of the social medias at Mariah. Thank you for listening. And remember, life is what you make it. So make it fucking good. <laughs>